You're listening to The Morning Joe Rant Show. A dig deep, embrace yourself, and enjoy the Wild Ride podcast. Topics of politics, climate, economics, life, and the pursuit to complain about everything. Hey, welcome back. Um, it's been a few weeks. I've had a really crazy uh, couple weeks, but I'm trying to get back on track with these. Not that I don't know. I mean, again, I know people are listening, but I'm not sure if people actually give a shit. <laughs> um, but I'm going to just start off with some real quick clips. First off, I was asked recently about Bitcoin, um, and I just want to mention this. Somebody goes, somebody asked me, it was close to me, and I'm not mad about it because I think people misunderstand my whole thing with crypto. I'm not saying crypto is good or bad. Um, I think I see crypto as a true free market. And when I hear people say free market about capitalism, it's not. It's regular. We, we, we don't have free market capitalism. We have capitalism that works for the rich and wealthy and uber elite, which we'll get into in just a minute later on in the show. Um, but not a true free market that gives everybody the benefit and it's truly volatile. And that's a free market. A free market is really volatile. And crypto is that. And in, in particular, Bitcoin. So somebody asked me, well, what, what, how, does crypt, how does crypto or Bitcoin have any value? Okay, well, how does a dollar have value? Well, you, people trust in it. Okay, well, other countries, not just America, there are a lot of civilians that use Bitcoin because they trust it as a currency. Whether you like it or whether I like it doesn't fucking matter. You could have 100,000 people using it as a currency. They're going to fucking use it if they trust it. Well, it's just an algorithm. What's a dollar? A dollar is not backed by anything except for a treasury note by the U.S. government. Well, yeah, the U.S. government, yeah, which we're all seeing now how they just print and print and print and, and ledger up money. So whenever I get this question, it's like, how does anything have value? It only has value based off of what anybody really sees it as. Well, Beanie Babies were once, you know, yeah, exactly. They had value back then. The dollar is de depreciating every day as we speak. It's not leveraged anymore like you think it is. The only thing that puts faith in is that most of Americans are spending with it. But that's going to change eventually. So I just wanted to touch on that as a quick clip. My other quick clip um, is about freedom. You have the freedom. So this isn't for nor against abortion, nor is it for nor against getting a vaccination. But what I'm going to say here is you have a freedom to have the right to not get vaccinated. But women don't have a right to their own body. That doesn't add up to me. So my point is, is that you sit there and say that you want to get vaccinated. Fine by me. But then shut the fuck up when a woman wants to get an abortion or whatever wants to do with her body. You men out there, shut the fuck up. Like, you guys got to have a fucking rude awakening. Um, you don't get to say what anybody else does with their body if nobody's going to tell you to get vaccinated. So fuck off with that shit. Whether or not you believe in abortion or not has nothing to do with it. It's a woman's body, not fucking yours. I'm so tired of this fucking argument because really it's so stupid. You have your freedom to your choice of not getting vaccinated. Fine by me. I don't care. But then you want it to not be free for other people. And that's the bullshit where it's like, call the goddamn spade a spade already. Um, those are my two quick clips. So I'm going to get into where my main show is going. So I'm going to talk a lot about 
the uber wealthy here um is especially with the pandora papers that's going to be my second story my first story is this was an article my brother sent me this it was really good um it was from time magazine time.com to build back better the tax ultra wealthy families like ours so this was an article um written by what's their names um leslie pritzker simmons and ian simmons Leslie Pritzker Simmons and Ian Simmons are the co-founders and principals of Blue Haven Initiative, which Blue Haven Initiative is for profit and with purpose, um, is an innovative family office dedicated to putting wealth to work for competitive returns and positive social and environmental change, investing with high standards to maximize financial performance and public benefit, and manages a diverse investment portfolio across asset classes from public equities and fixed income holdings to private equity and direct investments. Because we all know, just like crypto is, how does it have value? How do fucking goddamn stocks have value? You know, Tesla didn't make a fucking profit, yet, Elon Musk is one of the richest fucking goddamn people in the world. You know, Amazon actually doesn't turn a profit in terms of Amazon, the sales place. Um, but AWS, it's web service. They're the ones that actually turn the profit. So when you want to talk about the the whole thing about what's value and the, what makes a stock value, like what gives it? And where does that money come from? It's fucking invisible money. So... I just laugh when people like don't get like, maybe they understand it, but it's like, so what? Well, because people believe in it. Sure. So people believe in crypto. I don't know what you're not seeing in that, but it's just an algorithm. What is a stock? You can't tangibly fucking hold it. So what's, what's your, what's your point? I'm, I'm like, I get it. I know what you're saying, but you're saying the exact, it's like, you're not critically thinking here saying that like, it's the same concept. Nothing, gold and silver is the same way. A piece of a gold bar is worth something because somebody's willing to say it's worth something. And food is, you, food is really true. Food and water are the only two things that actually sustain any real value, but they don't hold value because food goes bad. So you can't trade for it as much as you think you can. And that's why we became, we had currency come in with gold and silver because those don't like break down and, deteriorate like food does and um even livestock and shit like that anyway i'm not trying to give a fucking economics lesson but the point i'm trying to make is blue haven initiative um is a family office invested in public and private assets in the united states and around the world so they wrote this article and basically to build back better the tax ultra wealthy families like ours so they're part of a super uber well wealthy family i'm only going to read a little bit of this and then i'll include the article in here because it's really good after a summer of speculation the the count the contours of the deal needed to pass president joe biden's popular build back better agenda are becoming clear to win key votes congress will have to find fresh sources of revenue to match new spending Fortunately, there is an economically sound, overwhelmingly po popular path that the president is endorsing, requiring ultra-wealthy families like ours to pay more in taxes. Correct. Let's keep going. Um, billionaires generate headlines, but a larger number of American families worth hundreds of millions, including ours, enjoy similar benefits. In 2018, a family in the most common income bracket, adjusted gross income of $50,000 to $75,000, paid average federal, federal income taxes of 4866 If their tax burden relative to wealth had been the same as our own, 
they would have paid less than $400. So he's basically saying, or they're saying that had they been um, paid the ever, if their tax burden relative to wealth had been the same as the uber wealthy, they would have only paid less than $400. So instead of 4,866, which is almost $5,000, they would have only paid 400. Unless Congress acts, those who can afford to pay the most will continue to pay nothing or relatively little, shortchanging urgent priorities. Unlike some, we do not view the existence of billionaires as a policy failure, but as investors, we see the tiny effective tax rates paid by the ultra-wealthy undermining innovation, competitive capitalism, and ultimately U.S. democracy, the status quo in which people who work for paychecks pay more in taxes, proportionately than the wealthiest Americans in driving cynicism and uh, kneecapping our national ambition. Um, uh, recent developments suggest the status quo could soon change. Last week, Biden lent his support to a billionaire's income tax, a new tax on currently untaxed investment income for anyone whose wealth tops $1 billion. He did so as Senate and House leadership announced a framework to fully pay for the $3.5 trillion reconciliation package, which contains much of the Build Back Better agenda. First off, to those conservatives out there, again, I don't like either fucking side because I don't. I, I look at the policy of, of everything. Any of you peons, you will never be billionaires, ever. There has been a proven, a, a proven equation that the uber wealthy families are not you or I. These people have had wealth in America since the beginning of America starting. You and I do not have that. Sure, it's going to take you decades. And sure, people are going to be like, well, Jeff Bezos did it. Bezos was from a rich fucking family. Um... And, and Elon Musk, he got his funding from the fucking government, by the way. Um, he didn't get private investors as, as um, research and development. The U.S. government paid for that. Granted, he did some stuff with PayPal. He didn't make billions off of PayPal. He made a couple hundred million. He didn't make billions. So, again, sure, <laughs> Keep believing you're going to make a billion dollars in your life. I, that's fine. I don't understand why you're arguing to tax billionaires. And again, it, if we're talking about a true free market, these assholes wouldn't be fucking billionaires. It's, it's, technology is, is depreciation. It doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't appreciate in value. That's why your TVs, after you've got them for fucking two years, are worth shit. All right. Um, while income from wages is taxed immediately, many kinds of investment income are not taxed until assets are sold, if ever. Correct, because Robert Kiyosaki teaches this. Unlike most Americans, billionaires do not need wages or salaries. Instead, many use investments income to help fund their lifestyles by borrowing against appreciated assets at extremely low rates without paying much in income taxes. Bingo, Robert Kiyosaki teaches this shit. If you don't know who he is, I suggest just looking him up and I'll, well, everything he talks about, he doesn't own the fucking money. He owns assets that he uses as leverage to get his, to pay for his lifestyle. This is what all of them do. I do there's no fucking scientific rhyme or reason. Um, taxing billionaires' untaxed investment income would raise hundreds of billions for public investments such as high-speed internet, quality childcare, and clean drinking water. Senator Ron Wayden 
uh, Democrat from Oregon, who chairs the Senate Finance Committee, has championed this proposal. Various House members have supported a one-time version of the tax. Anyway, it goes on and on, talking about stuff, um, what they propose, yada, yada, yada. I don't want to read this whole fucking thing, but I just, again, not everyone agrees. In response to ProPublica's report, billionaire Carl Icahn asked uh, incredulously, do you think a rich person should pay taxes no more what? No matter what? For Americans who prefer economic freedom to free riding, the answer should be a resounding yes. Yeah, fuck you, you fucking asshole. He's such an idiot. And half these people aren't even like smart. That's the joke of it. It's like, I said this on the podcast on a previous episode. Um, wealth does not equate to smart. Like, which is why like people need to start like realizing that. You know, not, not everybody that's wealthy is fucking smart. Most of them aren't. And they have a tremendously big team surrounding them. All right, so I'm going to move on from that. And I'm going to talk about a little bit something called the Pandora Papers that got fucking released. Well, who released it? So um, the Pandora Papers were actually released. I had it here. Uh, Where did it go? I just had it. Damn it. Hang on a second. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, International uh, Consortium of Investigative Journalists. So a group of, of journalists released this. Um, the Pandora leaks come from confidential records at 14 different offshore wealth service firms in Switzerland, Singapore, Cyprus, Samoa, Vietnam, and Hong Kong, as well as wealth managers in well-known tax havens such as Belize, um, I can't say this one, Sikeles, the Bahamas, and the British Virgin Islands, and even our own, I think it's South Dakota. So... What did the Pandora Papers show? The leak of 11.9 million confidential documents, names of heads of state, billionaire and celebrities who use offshore companies to acquire mansions, private jets, and stakes in companies with little or no transparency. Again, conservatives, I have to ask you, why is this okay? Why is it okay that they go in? Because you guys are always this like, Tax, you get so pissed, and I don't understand why you get pissed that they're raising taxes on these fucking goddamn assholes. I mean, I'm fine if you don't want to have taxes, but then do not gripe when hospital systems suck in America, when you don't have police force and you don't have firefighters to protect you or keep your house safe. And don't be pissed off when we don't have a public health, uh, public school system, because that was the point of it. FDR, while I don't know much about him. I know that he was an advocate for a lot of these social programs. I am not a socialist, but I do think a, a educated populace is a great fucking thing because then we don't get the same goddamn assholes in public office all the time. That's just my take. But these Pandora Papers released, um, it's a landmark probe. It was published on Sunday um, and a group of journalists released it. and 600 journalists um, from 150 media outlets in 117 different countries. And it all is about how the rich elite don't do what you fucking do as a peon. They have tax havens. They even have them in America. And you people get so butthurt when something comes up with about billionaires getting taxed. And I don't understand why. It makes me fucking laugh. And again... 
I don't like any fucking side. I think they're all fucking stupid because they, people get too inundated with their own fucking side and they don't want to be critically thought of like in a different perspective. We anyway, I'm just going off on a tangent. Okay, so my next my next um, gripe. Um, I saw this and I thought this was really good. The COVID lockdown has demonstrated three things. Our economy collapses as soon as it stops selling useless shit to over-indebted people. Number two, it is perfectly possible to reduce pollution. And number three, the lowest paid people in the country are essential to its functioning. This is fucking correct. Absolutely. But then they don't want people to work from home because they can't constantly supervise us like fucking toddlers. I mean, again, billionaires... Uh, it's the whole goddamn economic system in America needs to change. The eight hour work week is old and you old people in office need to get a fucking grip. That's what evolving and becoming a better society is about. This hustle culture is such bullshit. And to the people that buy into it, good luck to you. It's bullshit. It's always been bullshit. And nobody's saying your capitalism, you know, it's, I think all of these isms are shitty because it's all or nothing and it's not good. But I thought this was really important to bring up that it's taught us three things is COVID lock, the COVID lockdown. Our economy collapses as soon as it stops selling stupid bullshit to, to indebted people, people who are over their eyeballs in debt. It's possible to reduce pollution tenfold. And the lowest paid people in the country are essential to its functioning. Bingo. But you can't say that to, don't say that to anybody else because God forbid they don't want to fucking hear that. Um, my last um, gripe. Um, no, my last story for the day. So I don't know if many of you heard, but the Facebook downing and the Instagram going down, which was pretty funny. Um, and it was, I guess, because of... Uh, some sort of file or something that they misplaced or something like that. But Facebook whistleblower will urge U.S. Senate to regulate company. Um, former Facebook uh, employee and whistleblower Francis Hagen will urge the U.S. will urge the U.S. Congress on Tuesday to regulate the social media giant, which she plans to liken to tobacco companies that. Um, for decades denied that smoking damaged health, according to prepared testimony seen by Reuters. When we realized tobacco companies were hiding the harms it caused, the government took action. When we figured out the cars were safer with seatbelts, the government took action, said Hoggins' written testimony to be delivered to the Senate Commerce Subcommittee. I implore you to do the same here. Hoggins would tell the panel that Facebook executives regularly chose profits over user safety. The company leadership knows ways to make Facebook and Instagram safer and won't make the necessary changes because they have put their immense profits before people. Congressional action is needed, shall we say, as long as Facebook is operating in the dark, it is accountable to, to no one, and it will continue to make choices that go against the common good. Senator Amy Klobuchar, who is the subcommittee, said that she would ask Hagen about the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol supporters of then President Donald Trump. 
I'm also particularly interested in hearing from her about whether she thinks Facebook did enough to warn law enforcement and the public about January 6th and whether Facebook removed election misinformation safeguards. Um, pretty damning. I don't think any of us doubt what she's whistleblowing on. Um, Hodgen added that Facebook's closed designs mean it has no oversight, even from its own oversight board, which is as blind as the public. That makes it impossible for regulators to serve as a check, she added. The inability to see in the actual system of Facebook and confirm that Facebook systems work like they say, it's like the Department of Transportation regulating cars by watching them drive down the highway, her testimony said. Imagine if no regulator could ride in a car, pump up its wheels, crash test a car, or even know that seatbelts could exist. Um, so somebody said to me too, um, well, I thought you're not for regula regulation. And I said, well, that's correct with certain things. Certain things do need regulation though. And I think that's where people miss. It's like, there's a grayscale in all this. Now, I don't really go on social media that much. Um, I have a little stupid Instagram profile that I only like my close friends are part of and family. Um, I post once in a while, not a lot. Um, I have a generic Facebook account that I just use strictly for if I'm selling something on Facebook Marketplace and sometimes managing some of my other podcasts. Other than that, I don't really go on them that much. Um, they're really bad um, mentally for me. Um, I can have addictive personalities, so it can like take me down tunnels and rabbit holes and I feel like shit. Um, that, I still need to watch that Netflix documentary. Um, but point I'm trying to make is that I don't, I like, there are certain things that need regulation. The environment, what corporations do to the environment, absolutely. Um, workers' rights are important because workers don't really have a voice unless they're unified, and lately they haven't been. Um, and I think the social media stuff is a good point. I mean, they regulate seatbelts, regulate, um, you know, they're regulating the tobacco industry. Even the lead industry, I talked about this on a previous podcast a couple months ago, that the lead industry got away with so much in leaded gasoline. And this this doctor had to go through 20 years of going in front of Congress and they kept ignoring him because the lead companies were lobbying towards the politicians. And finally, enough fucking politicians said enough with this. It's caused enough damage. So they finally changed it. So I think there's very good points in, in this. Um, but I'm going to leave that up to you because, again, I'm not telling you what to think. I'm just trying to tell you what's going on. And maybe you should fucking pay attention. And not that I have all the answers and not that I'm always fucking goddamn right. But to critically think and to question things and to, you know, be okay with, you know, your neighbors not agreeing with you and, you know, not everybody's going to want what, like what you like because I'm coming to terms with that all the time. Everybody disagrees with me most of the time, especially on crypto. And I say, okay, well, I, I can't change that, you know. Anyway, I'm rambling now. So you all have a good one. This week's podcast was brought to you by ConnectGo Internet Inc. Bringing your business to the future, ConnectGo.com.